Welcome to the Generations Broadcast. Kevin Swanson with you. Bill Jack from Worldview Academy attending me on this one. Bill, interesting stories here, first from Oregon, then South Korea. Not enough babies in South Korea and not enough wolves in Oregon. Well, we we should resolve that. Yeah, well, um, turns out they've uh, let loose wolves throughout Oregon. Somebody shot or killed three wolves in Klamath County, and they're offering $50,000 for anybody who can lead them to an arrest, 50000 So I thought to myself, okay, well, $50,000 for identifying the person shooting wolves in Klamath County, Oregon, what would I get if I was to identify the person who killed somebody in the state of Oregon Yeah, or anywhere in the United States? I found you get $5,000, U.S. Marshals here, the Crime Stoppers Board decides that they would provide anywhere from $2,000 to $5,000 for any case uh, in which uh, that would lead to an arrest. But it's so $50,000. $50,000 for uh, identifying the wolf killer in Oregon, yes. So does that tell you something of the world view of our governments today? Yep. It gives you some, it's $125,000 fine, five years in prison for shooting a wolf in Oregon. What, 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 what do you think, uh, it would happen if a doctor killed somebody in the state of Oregon. Nothing. No, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, no. Euthanasia. Depends on the or geography of the person. Euthanasia is, is legal yeah. in Oregon, as is abortion. In fact, it's probably the most liberal state in the United States for abortion. They pay for abortions, et cetera. There governments right. out there, you know, not just paying the person who leads you to identifying the guy who killed the babies, but they're paying the guy who kills the babies. Yeah. And (laughs) celebrating it. They're, they're, they're paying the assassins in that case. Yeah. They're cheering them on. Yeah. Well, that's, that's Oregon for you. Paying the assassins and paying 50 grand. If you can lead them to the arrest of anybody who shot their wolves, their precious wolves. They're doing this, you know, and um, here in Colorado as well. I don't know if you you heard that, but uh, it turns out that our governor is uh, is has let loose wolves in the state of Colorado. This yep, is up in no- near North Park. Yeah, and, this, this uh, is this is NPR as of about two months ago. Listen, officers have filed lawsuits to stop further releases. Colorado has fought off those challenges decades after they were eradicated. An ambitious plan to bring wolves back to Colorado has paws on the ground. To kick off an effort to restore biodiversity, a few gray wolves were released yesterday. Colorado Public Radio Sam Brash was there. About 45 invited guests pack into a small mountain clearing. A pair of metal crates sits on a patch of grass. Each one holds a wolf captured in eastern Oregon a day earlier. There's a moment of quiet as a drone films. And then a wildlife officer springs each door open with a bungee cord. One wolf sprints into a stand of aspens and spruces. 
A second gray wolf pauses to look back at the crowd, then disappears. Everybody here is just in reverent awe. Colorado Governor Jared Polis stood by as the state released five wolves in total, watching them bound into their new habitat about two hours northwest of Denver. Wolves are an iconic and legendary animal, and to know that they're part of the Colorado landscape is really a new chapter. By releasing wolves, Colorado followed through on a ballot initiative narrowly approved by voters more than three years ago. Joanna Lambert is a biologist who fought for that initiative. By restoring an apex predator eradicated in the 1940s, she says the state can help the whole ecosystem. This is a moment of rewilding, right, of doing something to stave off the biodiversity extinction crisis that we're living in. So you get the idea. Well, that's, I, the, that's the governor, you know, it's, right. a, it's a reverent moment of awe in which, you know, we enter into the worship service uh, and evidently offer our proper prostrations to uh, wolves in this case. One spokesman for the Colorado Parks and Wildlife said, I realize if a, if a rancher loses a dozen calves or a few sheep that it's, 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 he's not going to be happy, but in the bigger scheme of things, it's not going to destroy ranching in Colorado. Well, tell that to Don Gittleson and his neighbors up in North Park mm-hmm. who have lost 13 cows, four working dogs, and several sheep to one pair of predatory wolves yeah. that the state refuses to put down. Mm-hmm. Now, those mutilated animals are not just in the bigger scheme of things. They represent the livelihood of those ranchers. But you and I know that that policies put in place by governments throughout states are wolves in sheep's clothing because they are butchering parental rights. Mm-hmm. They are devouring the most vulnerable among us, the, the unborn. And they're mutilating, they have been mutilating the, the students intellectually and morally for years. And now we're seeing the actual sexual, physical mutilation of students as a result of those policies. Mm-hmm. So, so government at work doing exactly yes. what God does not want government doing. Yeah, you don't reintroduce mm-hmm. wolves into yeah, it's not ranch government's lands. job. You don't reintroduce, no. you don't introduce wolf, you know, these policies that are just predatory wolves into the culture that they have yeah. been releasing. So here's the question. I want to apply this directly to this issue. Are we called to engage in biodiversity extinction crises or are we called to take dominion of God's creation and to take God, dominion of God's creation? What does that mean? Wild dogs, wolves. Well, they're the cleanup crew. They go out to clean up dead animals, not to kill more elk, deer, cattle, and sheep. Right, Bill? Yep. And it affects the hunters as well. Because the hunters don't particularly want to eat dead elk that have been partially chewed on by wolves. No, no, that's not the idea. So wild dogs and wolves were created by God to help clean up dead animals, uh, not not to kill more cattle and sheep. And bad worldviews, of course, will yield really bad decisions, bad care for the ecosystems. As, as man populates the earth, there'll be less wild animals. That's just the way it works. Pushing wolves into Alaska and the Canada wastelands, that's well, all right. They still need cleanup crews up there. Um, there's still, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of acres where you need wolves, you need dogs. They can clean all that up, but we don't put them on ranches. There isn't as much dominion taking place when it comes to, uh, private property today. And I think that's a problem. What we need to do is fence off property for ranching in large portions of the earth. 
And I'm okay with that. I'm okay also with large private reserves. I'm okay with putting lions and wolves on 30,000 acre plots owned by private organizations, as long as they keep track of them. But this humanist worldview does not believe that man is created a little lower than the angels and crowned with glory and honor and given the responsibility to take dominion over the creatures, which by the way, includes whales and those animals that wander through the paths of the seas. And that's Psalm 8. So what gives? You think the governor of the state of Colorado who's out there worshiping nature and standing in awe of wolves is uh, reverencing and worshiping the true and living God and acknowledging this truth that man is created a little lower than the angel and given responsibility to rule over the creatures. No. He's worshiping the creature rather than the creator whose name is blessed forever. Publicly owned lands are a bad idea. Friends, Teddy Roosevelt was a socialist and environmentalist and got us into a war as well, pretty quick. According to this modern religion of environmentalism, man is considered a parasite on the earth. Mm-hmm. And he must therefore commit himself to reduce the impact of his own activities on the earth. Because of what is assumed to be a perpetual scarcity of resources, the highest objective is to reduce human population and by all means prevent any more population increase. Now, by 2021, the pine beetle here in Colorado killed 40% of Colorado's gorgeous forests of spruce and pine, about 3.4 million acres, mostly of national and state owned lands. Now, I happen to own 20 acres of woodland here in Colorado. You, you've been here, you're, you're sitting right there. And uh, I own 20 acres of this beautiful woodland and uh, the pine beetle has killed off one to two trees per year on my property, which takes me about 40 hours to cut up, split and burn. I, I burn it up right away. I, I'm right on each tree that dies. By God's grace and a little hard work, the 20 acres has been doing quite well. Thank you very much. I haven't lost 40% of it like the state farms and the state uh, state lands have done. This doesn't happen on public lands because there's no private parties responsible for ownership and care. Refusing to conform their socialist ideas to God's law, politicians like President Theodore Roosevelt established policies that ended in disaster. Full-time ranchers could adequately take them in in over about 1,000 acres each. I'm talking about just a family economy. If you were a full-time rancher, you could deal with 1,000 acres while a part-time author, pastor, logger like myself can manage about 20 acres. If only 3,400 ranchers would have just cared for the 3.4 million acres, the pine beetle kill would have been quite easily harnessed when it broke out in the 1970s and 1980s. This man-centered, earth-worshipping religion will always be ruination to God's world. Only those worldviews subscribing to God's laws relating to private property and the limits placed on civil government would provide for adequate care of God's creation. Yep. Government has one job to administer justice, and when it gets involved in outside of its jurisdiction, then it creates more problems. The best stewardship is private ownership, not government Absolutely. ownership. And that's God's law brought to bear. And as long as you turn it over to government, they will ruin it. And you will continue to see an environmental disaster happening all around you. Be back with more in just a moment on the Generations Broadcast. We've seen it, folks. God is working in the hearts of dads and sons, and he's turning the hearts, turning the hearts of fathers back to the sons and the hearts of sons back to the fathers and turning us all back to God. That's what we're looking for, and that's the theme of the Father-Son Retreat we've been sponsoring out here in the mountains of Colorado for the last 20 years, and I've been part of this for all this time. 
Now, God has done amazing things through the years. Uh, I've seen it. 350 dads and sons getting into God's Word together. Nothing like it. Camaraderie, brothers on brothers. It's a band of brothers coming together. Powerful talks, prayer, father-son walks and talks, meaningful engagement. It's almost going without saying that dads and sons don't get enough time together. And hey, we don't get enough time out in God's nature playing games and going for hikes in God's fresh air. And we don't get quite enough time in God's Word either. So don't miss this year's father-son retreats this August in the Colorado Rockies up in the Sangre de Cristo Mountains. Check it out at coloradofatherson.com and register today and be one of the first 125 people to sign up and save $100 per father and son. Secure your spot with the biggest discount available right now at coloradofatherson.com. And we're back. On Generations, this is Kevin Swanson. Uh, Bill, I think the worldview that is being foisted upon not just America, but the whole world is, number one, worship the earth. Now, this whole environmental program, you know how popular it is in other nations around the world. Not just talking Europe, but Asian countries, African countries, South American countries, they're all worshiping the earth. Mm -hmm. This environmental worship is just everywhere. You go to airports all over the world, there's just all these presentations. Maybe not so much the Muslim countries, but... Um, most of the humanist countries, the Chinese don't so much, but almost every other nation around the world that's been influenced by America is worshiping the earth and not having babies. Okay. And why don't you have babies? Because we don't populate the earth. We take dominion over the earth. We, we deny everything that God has told us in the creation mandate. Yeah. Okay. But the problem of course, is that these nations are imploding on themselves. South Korea. There's a firm in South Korea offering to pay its workers, get this, $75,000 each time they have a baby. I'm not talking about 75,000 won. I'm talking about $75,000 American dollars. Wow. If if that couple has a baby. A South Korean company is ready to pay millions of dollars to help fix the country's abysmally low birth rate. At 0.78 right now, 2022, South Korea has the world's lowest fertility rate and uh, they're heading towards 0.65 by the year 2025. What is that, next year? Mm-hmm. By next year, it's 0.65. Absolutely in the toilet. They're not having babies. Believe it or not, the data underscores the demographic time bomb that South Korea and other Eastern Asian countries are facing as their societies rapidly age just a few decades after the dramatic industrialization, meaning that they have this economic boom and then they're going to have a bust like you cannot believe. Employers with three babies will be given an option in Korea to choose between receiving 300 million Korean won from this particular company, that's $225,000 in cash, or rental housing, the government provides land for construction. So this construction company will will actually build a house for them if they have three babies. Mm. Yep. That's how panicky these these guys are. And, And you know why these private companies are doing this? Because they know they won't have employees in the year 2035. In 2045, they know this thing's going away. Right. They know that the only way they're going to have employees is if their employees have babies. South Korea is slated to slip, get this, from 53 million people to 24 million, wiping out half of their population. They will be less than North Korea's 26 million. In other words, they'll be taken over by North Korea or China. Mm. Japan is going from 130 million to 70 million wiping out about 60 million of their population. And uh, 
and, and and Bill, this comes from a Western worldview. They they took the materialistic birth imploding worldview. The Japanese took it on. Uh, they brought Margaret Sanger in the 1950s, and they went Sanger on steroids. They loved Margaret Sanger. They yep. brought birth control. They brought abortion in. They were aborting half their population. I think they got up to 55% of their baby population aborted in the 1950s, 1960s. Japan took the materialistic baby killing. It's all about me. It's all about how much money I can enjoy right now. I'm spending my entire nation into debt and I'm birth imploding the population so that by the year 2050, 2060, China will own Japan. That has been their worldview. They have no real vision for the future, no vision for the nation, no vision, no reason for living. Their social vision is completely obliterated and mostly by the Western worldview. Now, there were two groups that came in. There was Margaret Sanger came in in the 1950s, 1960s, and my family that came in the 1960s with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Japan rejected the gospel of Jesus Christ and brought in the gospel of Margaret Sanger, and the rest is history. Yep. They've imploded their birth rate and destroyed their nation. And South Korea is doing the very same thing. The world is not overpopulated. In America, 73.7% of our population lives in cities. That's just 2.1%. Oh, I know. Of the total U.S. I land. I know. For every person in our cities, there's 12,336 square feet of land. Now, a study in 1974 showed that the total world population takes up only 1% of the land surface of the earth. The entire world population could fit into the state of Texas with enough room for one-third of this giant earth city to be parks one-third to be industry, and the other one-third to allow for an average-sized U.S. home for every family in the world. And then we throw a few farms in the rest of the world, and we got it made. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, the, the efficiency of farms has been uh, doubled and tripled and quadrupled since the 1940s. That's the other data point you need to take back with you. But the bottom line is the reason people are doing this is because they're self-centered. They're just selfish pigs, and they've been enabled to do it by birth control pills. It's just that simple, Bill. Fatherhood, who cares? Homosexuality, pornography, keep the boys happy and throw in the birth control pill for the women and nobody gets babies and everybody lives happily ever after. Except that they don't, Bill. All except for the fact that they don't. They've invited God's curse upon their nations and our nation is not very far behind this. Well, South Korea is shifted from the 26th largest nation to the 50th. Japan from the 7th largest to the 32nd largest. That's why they'll be consumed by China. Soviet Union has gone from the 3rd largest to the 12th largest, 19th largest. UK was the 13th largest nation in the world, down to the 33rd largest. And Germany from the 14th largest to the 35th largest. And that's over a period of about 75 years. China, India, Nigeria, Pakistan, Indonesia will rule the world. Islam and communism will rule the world, replacing the Western nations of Japan, South Korea, the UK, and Germany. The only one left is the United States and Brazil. Those are the two wild cards left. But by 2050, get this, by 2050, half the youth in the world under 30 years of age will live in Africa. Half the youth in the world will live in Africa. Hmm. What does that tell you? They'll be the fighting men. Yeah fight for China or whatever. But they're also the continent that still has some hope for the future because they're still 
having children. Well, friends, that wraps up this edition of the Generations Broadcast. Get, get these stats in terms of the geopolitical shift that's happening from west to east. It's a huge shift. It's the first time in about a thousand years. We have a huge shift happening between west and east on the geopolitical scene. And I, I, I draw this all out in my book, Epoch, The Rise and Fall of the West, available at generations.org. This is Kevin Swanson inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.